Hello, and welcome to the Chengdu Gaming Federation podcast. I'm Austin. I'm Charlie. And uh, with the recent release of the SNES Classic, we wanted to talk a little bit about that this week. I think it's the SNES Mini, which is weird because I think the last one was the NES Classic and this one's the SNES Mini. Have you noticed that? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, anyways, the SNES Mini. And specifically, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite titles that were not included on the lineup. The SNES Mini is like so awesome so amazing it's so great that so many people are enjoying these old games the snes is my favorite console of all time i don't think that anything else really comes close maybe nes and it's amazing that all these games 21 games are on the snes mini and they're getting so much attention now it's a solid lineup i mean for 80 bucks it's like almost a perfect lineup i mean and there are like a couple omissions you know there's like one glaring omission which both of us i'm sure will bring up But I mean, by and large, these 21 games, all of them are fantastic. I think there's like one game which I didn't play a lot, which was like one of the Kirby games. Oh, uh, Superstar? There's two Kirby games. There's Kirby Superstar and Kirby Dream Course. Yeah, I think uh, Dream Course. The mini golf one. Right. So that seems like an odd choice, especially considering some of the ones which weren't picked. But other than that, I mean, they're all all like amazing games. All games which I played. Yeah. I tried to get an SNES Mini. I came really close, I think, but I didn't <laughs> didn't get one. It seemed that uh, I got a lot of friends who got them in the States. They were able to just go into shops and get them. Apparently, it was a lot easier to buy this than it was the NES, NES Classic. Classic. Yeah. That's good, but still, like... <sighs> what? I mean, I just think that Nintendo should, like... I mean, should have stocked the NES Classic better, and the SNES Mini's gonna be, like completely sold out yeah so. the nes classics coming back though next year they're gonna yeah. sell it again so that's good for news, more I guess. probably i doubt that for the same okay yeah i mean the same or less i couldn't sell for more that would be ridiculous okay but um although i couldn't get an snes mini i was able to get a nest pie raspberry pi case and which is fantastic which looking. is identical to the snes or the NES Classic. It's the same size. Except for you can play more games on it. Right. So yeah. I've been setting that up. I just got a Raspberry Pi 3B upgraded from my original 2012 Raspberry Pi. And so that's a good substitute for the SNES Mini. I think it's a great substitute. Yeah. I mean, it looks just as cool. You could play with your... I mean, you have your um, 8-bit do uh, yeah. SNES controllers. You the could controllers get the, are the, the NES ones. Yeah. Yeah, they're better controllers than that come with the SNES Mini, but the SNES Mini is like the official one. It has Star Star Fox Two, you know, like the only official release of Star Fox Two. Yeah, you know they've hacked the uh, SNES Mini already. The internals of the SNES Mini are identical to the NES Classic, so they've already hacked the SNES Mini to play NES games, <laughs> and vice versa. So the <laughs> NES can play the SNES yeah. games. So even if you have the NES Classic from last year, you can load like the whole. SNES mini menu and all the games on it. That's kind of cool. And well, it's, it's almost weird. like it's almost like a Raspberry Pi at that point. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it is like a Raspberry Pi. It's like same size, same price. Be uh, funny same, if you have similar both, functionality. If you have both, and you just switch them so that like you only play SNES on your NES Classic and only play NES on your SNES Mini. Well, I've got kind of a weird mix up too because I've got the NES Pi case and I've got the SNES controllers. Yeah, <laughs> so it is like a little bit mixed up. Um, but and yeah, you're playing they, Sega Genesis on it. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> SNES is like my main interest, but yeah, there for sure. Uh, Sega Genesis, there's a lot of good games on there too. Yeah. So let's get into this. We each of us have a list of five games which were omitted from the SNES Mini. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know what we chose. So I don't know what Austin chose. Well, he you know, know what one I chose. we kind of brought up before, but we're going to... Right. So as we were making yeah. the list, I was like, you picked this one, didn't you? Because everyone would pick it. <laughs> yeah. anyone, anyone who makes this list of games which are omitted is going to touch on this game. Let's yeah. just start with that. All right. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's the most... like the one most of the blatant. coolest games like ever. Right. It's like top top five console games ever i would say yeah and so and probably front runner for like most favorite game on the snes so it is very strange it wasn't included here what do you think the reason is i don't know i mean do you think it's maybe licensing issues because that was square soft which is now square enix uh it's got to be right that's the only that's the only that's the only real reason i can think of yeah, but what? But like, it's strange that they included other Final Fantasy games. They even included Secret of Mana on here. Yeah, which is yeah. fantastic, fantastic, game. and Final Fantasy three too, which right. is also great. Good points. I don't know. It's, it's like curious. no reason. It's pretty curious. Well, uh, Chrono Trigger is more popular than either of those two games by a lot. Yeah, um, it was remade. You know, I mean, well, Final Fantasy remade, three was like, remade too. I mean, it was remade on the PlayStation PlayStation One, and uh, it also, I think, saw an iOS release. Um, yeah. Anyways, it was the third best-selling game of 1995. So I mean, 1995 is that when it came out? 95? Yeah. Wow, that's like really late into the SNES. Yeah. The SNES was released in August of 1990. Right? Oh. 1990. Okay. I thought it was 91 in America, 90 in Japan. Don't think so. Uh, but uh, it was developed by like the creators of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. The artist was Akira Toriyama, who created Dragon Ball Z. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. It looks a little Dragon Ball Z. Totally does, especially with Chrono and like his hair, yeah, and like the bandana and everything. It's like very Dragon Ball Z, very looking. Dragon Ball looking. So, uh, part of the soundtrack also is composed by Nobuo Umatsu. Oh yeah, the best composer ever. Yeah, he uh, he took over the project from Yasunori Mitsuda after he like got sick or whatever. So that's kind of interesting. It was Chrono just Trigger like all these like superstars from yeah. Square, basically. Like, right. Well, I think they're superstars. Because of Chrono Trigger, maybe. Maybe. You know I, I mean, mean, they like worked on Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest before that, which are like super popular games. At the time, they were. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the era of Final Fantasy where it was every game was like massive yeah. cultural impact. I mean, compared to now where it's like whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot I mean, of fans. And what a cool game, though. I think like it, I mean, with the time travel, the multiple endings and everything really wacky characters coming from you know very very toriyama type characters with that frog and like great music yeah yeah excellent artwork just overall just a true masterpiece yeah so what do you got first on your list outside of chrono trigger metal warriors oh wow that's interesting i don't even know what that is uh lucas arts uh game also from 95 and it was published by konami Konami. Konami. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, um, I don't know. I thought it was like one of the coolest mech games I've ever played. 
I only remember like Mech Warrior on PC. Do you remember that? Do you ever play that? Yeah, Mech Warrior was dope. Mech Warrior definitely goes into like top mech games. Mech Warrior goes into top mech games. I agree. But, but that it, it seemed like a big genre at the time, like in the it 90s. It was super popular in the 90s. Like, and it just dropped know. off completely. Yeah, there was like front mission. There, there was uh, the armored, last one I remember, armored core. Mech. I remember a uh, steel battalion. Remember that? Yeah. Did you? Ha- you actually had that, didn't you? Yeah. I, well, I have the game. I don't know if I ever actually had the controller. Or you not. can't play without the controller. I know, dude. So I don't did. know. I I can't find the controller though. I looked at everywhere. the controller's like as wide as this table. You know, we're sitting at. You'd think I would be able to find that. Anyways, well, anyways, yeah. Metal Warriors uh, was like super fucking awesome. It had these like really, really dope kind of anime cutscenes, and um, you like went in like piloting a mech or whatever. There were six different suits that you could pilot, but what was cool is you could like jump out of the suit mm-hmm. and then like go get into other mechs or go like shoot, shoot like, you know, soldiers on the ground if you're running around and you could get like take damage and maybe like lose control of like your rear cannon or something and uh, it didn't have a health bar you just have to like look at how your mech was like looking and performing to gauge whether or not you had to like eject that's really interesting i don't think i ever played that game i'm not even familiar with it i'm gonna need to download the rom we should we should find it and play because it also has a two-player fighting mode have you played it recently like through rom or anything no but I'll get the ROM. We should play that together soon. Cool. Super awesome game. Do you know when it came out? 1995. Same year as Chrono Trigger. Wow. Okay. So another late stage yeah. SNES game. Yeah. So what do you got on the, your list? Um, so first on my list is ActRaiser. If I'm going alphabetical, it's going right. to start with A, ActRaiser. Did you ever play this game? I don't think I did, but that was like a super popular game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It had a sequel, which I think was also pretty popular. Although, S- Was that the Soul Razor or something like that? Um, I think it's just Act Razor 2. Okay. It may have a subtitle, which is something like that. I'm not sure what the subtitle of the sequel so is. but Tell me about it. Yeah, action so, game? Or? Uh, it's an action strategy game. It's actually so Act Razor, it was almost a launch title. It was released in November of 1990, just a few months after the August 1990 launch. Hmm. So it was almost a launch title. It was very early into the SNES's lifespan. The game is seen as an allegory for Christian monotheism. So it's like heavy hmm. religious tones in the game. Who developed it? Um, Koai, I think. It's a Japanese oh, developer. K O E I or whatever. I think, yeah, I, think that's I know. Correct. Where you're, yeah. yeah, didn't they get like bought out by like Bandai? That or, may be the case. Like I'm not Nam- sure. I don't know. Isn't that the game has a it has a unique combination of gameplay? It's a combination of action and city building mechanics. Did you ever play it? What? No, I don't think okay. so. Right. That sounds really cool. Right. So- oh man. Um. What? That made me think of something, and I. And I'm going to have to change something on my list. Okay, all right. So the game is a combination of action and city building mechanics. You play as uh, the master. <laughs> That's like the literal name of your character. The protagonist is the master. In the Japanese version, you're called God. And you're fighting against Satan. So it's like a good versus evil uh, story. And you control two different characters when you go through these action city building mechanics. So in the action sequence, you're controlling... Um, a statue who like comes to life and has a sword. And so the statue runs around and like cuts people up and that that's the action sequence of the game. Huh. It's like a side scrolling contra kind of. Um what? you have a sword but you also have some like projectile weapons you can use too. 
I'm going to have to check that out. It sounds pretty cool. It's fantastic. It's super good. Really cool. good game. A really difficult game. Um, so, But that's the action sequence. And then it also has city building mechanics. And in those, you play like a, a chubby baby angel. Yeah, that, you know, good old chubby baby angel. Yeah, so you're, you're like a fat angel on a cloud. And you, the angel's just moving around and building. It's like SimCity. It's like a top-down city builder. Hmm. So you're building different structures and just building up the city. And then you find like a monster's lair, and then it uses the the mode seven graphics to like zoom into the lair, and then you go straight into the action like side side scrolling um, action sequence. So, so it's, it's kind of cool. It's going back and forth between these two things for the duration of the game. It's a really difficult game. I never finished the game. Um, I played it a lot. I remember when the SNES came out. Um, I had one friend in my neighborhood in particular who we played ActRaiser all the time together, and it was a really difficult, challenging game. And I think this was before uh, SimCity was available on the SNES, maybe. Hmm. So, but anyway, this type of top-down city-building mechanic was like pretty novel and big at the time. So, yeah, yeah really enjoyable game, and yeah, a little bit surprising that it wasn't included on here. No, it wasn't before. SimCity was a launch title. Oh, was it? it? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but very similar to SimCity. Definitely inspired by SimCity, I would say. Yeah. It's kind of curious that the SNES Mini only had 21 games, where the NES Classic had 30. Yeah. You would think that they would include 30 and just like add some of these on, you know? Yeah. Like SimCity. Like SimCity. Yeah, exactly. SimCity is not one of my five, but that's in my. Um, I think that the, the SimCity for. Like, I, that's why I said, oh, I like was putting, gonna put that on my list. And I think it was like. Nintendo did like a lot of special things with the like SNES version of SimCity and like made it very like Nintendo. It with worked really well. Like, it yeah. worked really well with the with the controller. Yeah, I mean I think that that you would have expected to see that on the lineup, especially with like it's like 21 titles and glaring omissions like Chrono Trigger and like SimCity as a launch title on the original SNES. Like, well, I don't know if SimCity is like really an omission. Um, because SimCity on SNES is not the best version of SimCity, probably. Um, and also, it's not a game which the SNES was well-known for. It was just a game which was ported onto the NES from another platform. Yeah, but it was ported and like made into like a specifically Nintendo game with like Bowser destroying your city instead of like, you know, whatever, or having like being able to build a Mario statue or having the, uh, was it Dr. Wright or whatever character which later appeared in like smash bros or even in he was even in Link's awakening yeah yeah that's so it's true like you no, would, those, you it's, would, a, it's a good game but um i would not put SimCity above that many of the games which were selected yeah you know i mean the games which are on the snes classic are just or on the mini rather are just uh, a lot of timeless games yeah but I, in any case yeah that's definitely one that to note you know SimCity. that's another one which yeah. is not on there actually i saw recently on the uh gaming subreddit someone who just built like the megalopolis or whatever on the snes SimCity. The it's megalop- like the lar- it's like the largest city size uh, it's like you build the city up and then when you get to a population of like two million or whatever something it is then you get like megalopolis and that's like the highest level of development in SimCity. city it's really hard to get hmm. and there's some guy who's like been trying to do this like 30 years finally did it like <laughs> and like a screenshot of like the snes like massive like just like skyscrapers everywhere as far as yeah. you can see so, oh, cool. yeah, it, presumably the game still really holds up. I haven't played it in a long time, but the new SimCity 
from 2013 is horrible. Yeah. So maybe it's worth going back to this. It took them like years to patch like all the problems that they had created with the game. And it's still just not as good as the older versions of SimCity. Yeah. Cause you're not really building a city. You're just like building a neighborhood. It's yeah. like a tiny little plot. Yeah. Super weird. All right. Uh, next on my list is Harvest Moon. Oh yeah. I, Loved Stardew Valley. I know you did. I know that, yeah, I've talked about that on this (laughs) podcast before, but I know that um, Stardew Valley was heavily influenced by Harvest Moon. Very, very heavily influenced. I mean, a lot of the things about it are like just straight up Harvest Moon. I didn't play Harvest Moon though, so tell me about it. So Harvest Moon was released in 1997. It's a pretty late release. It uh, was the first game in the Story of Season series, which... I mean, Harvest Moon has had like tons of different other versions. And it also at that time had a release on Saddle of You, which is this like weird thing. And the like a cable service provider would release like episode episodes of like a, a game in episodes and you had to play them at specific broadcast times. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's similar to. Stardew Valley had a day and night cycle, had different seasons with like special events that you had to do. Uh, you had to take care of cows and talk to them and comfort them and feed them and milk them. And if you don't take care of them, they can die. Chickens die if you leave them outside for too long, stuff like that. How does it compare to Stardew Valley? I mean, you played a little bit of Stardew Valley, right? Yeah. I mean, I played a good amount of Stardew Valley, but didn't like complete it or anything. It's a big undertaking but um they're pretty similar i think that at first stardew valley was a little bit tough for me to get used to just because i really liked certain things about harvest moon like the art style or things like that that like there were slight design changes in stardew valley that like bugged me just because i had like grown up playing harvest moon on like Super Nintendo really? and Game Boy. Well, I stuff. thought that Stardew Valley was like made exactly for a person like you. I think that I just was hung up on like the art style of like the other games, you know? Like I had spent so much time with them. But it's actually pretty similar. But like it was just like little things like I love the way the cows look. <laughs> I love the way the cows look. <laughs> Hilarious. Everything, I mean, it was like fan service to Harvest Moon. It's like if you loved Harvest Moon, then... But the cows then- weren't as cute in Stardew Valley. They're like adorable in Harvest Moon. Other than that, like they're pretty much the same game, dude. Like huh. Stardew Valley is just like such a good game. I think it takes a lot of modern elements and modern mechanics and, and mixes them up into this retro package and makes like the best version of of that type of game that could be possible now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think still, Stardew still Valley... still having the 16-bit aesthetic. You know, it's, like, very authentic. There's, like, certain things that Stardew Valley does, like, with it being a computer game, that are just... The controls and, like, other aspects of it are just, like, much better, I think. But Harvest Moon still holds up, I think. It's just, like, not... When was, when was the last time you played it? Maybe... I think I played like the Game Boy one like maybe like five years ago or something, which is still like a long time off from like, you know, I mean, it's not like a modern game or anything. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, fun game. I mean, obviously, like it had its impact with like Stardew Valley going back and doing that same thing, basically. Yeah. But it seems like Stardew Valley is like 
I don't know, 50 times bigger than Harvest Moon. Like it's a super big smash hit. Yeah, it is a big smash hit. Next on my list, I got Final Fantasy 2. Of course you do. I'm shocked that this wasn't included. Yeah. Why? I mean, I, I acknowledge that Final Fantasy 3 is generally regarded as the best Final Fantasy in the SNES era. But uh, Final Fantasy 2, and I, you know, they're both great. But um, Final Fantasy 2 is probably a little bit closer to my heart just because that was the first game I played. It was also the first game that I ever played, which had a really deeply engrossing narrative. It was mm. the first game that I played that I felt like I was reading a really good book. Yeah. I was just enveloped in the story and what was happening and the characters just were great and the writing was fantastic and everything was just really enjoyable and immersive. Um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite RPG of all time. I've been playing it for the last couple of months on the GPD win. I've been playing the Steam version, which is kind of a 3D remake. remake. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of has some pros and cons to it, but the original game is the real deal on SNES. The game is about Cecil of the Red Wings becoming a paladin and saving the world. Um, it's basically about just like um, sort of a... Is that how it's pronounced? I always said so Cecil. I always said Cecil too. I always <laughs> said Cecil too for my whole life. My whole life. And then when I get to this version that I'm playing, the Steam version... Has voice? Yeah, it has voices. And they call him Cecil. You're like, and I'm like, Cecil? No, that sounds wrong. But I've been playing the game for like 20 hours. And now I'm finally like... I'm right on the border of the two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like half on the Cecil side, half on the Cecil side. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the game is about him becoming just like a tool of the um, empire, like a bureaucracy. Basically, he was the leader of the Red Wings, which is like the air force of like this empire in Final Fantasy. I thought it was a hockey team. <laughs> yeah. So he leaves that <laughs> and becomes a paladin and like a fighter for justice or whatever um, and uh, is trying to save the world. So fairly standard rpg setup there i guess not that dissimilar from some other final fantasy games but the characters in particular are really memorable kane cecil rose rydia really classic characters some of the most well-known characters in the final fantasy um franchise and it's amazing to play this game because it's so enjoyable and it's so old and it really reminds me of like what final fantasy was yeah you know so it's surprising that this not wasn't what included it's become. yeah not what it's become um boy bands riding around in the desert yeah in their car pretty much like six <laughs> six guys in a convertible who all look like women yeah that's uh party time bros <laughs> a, little, a little weird uh final fantasy 2 surprised it wasn't included but i mean for most people i guess final fantasy 3 is better you know it has some technological improvements it was made a lot later than final fantasy 2 so final fantasy 2 is almost like could almost appear maybe on the NES. It's it's like an early game. So, but um, really good one. If anyone listening to this is interested in checking it out, I'd probably recommend checking out the original one if you haven't played that rather than the remake, which is on iOS and on Steam. Which will ruin the way you pronounce the names. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess there's two ways to pronounce it. I always thought it was Cecil. Yeah, me too. Next on my list is Pilot Wings. Yeah, that's on my list too. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's like really, really like a, that one particularly just surprising that it's not not on. It is surprising because yeah. it's such a Nintendo game. I mean, there are a lot of third-party games on the SNES Mini. Another launch title, yep. um, at least for the North American release. Had the hang gliding, plane flight, skydiving, and that rocket belt thing. I think it was the best launch title after Super Mario World. It's a 
awesome gra- an awesome game. <laughs> Can't talk over here. It was a really good demonstration of, of what the, the SNES 7. was capable of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the NES was like one of the best-selling consoles of all time, and it like rejuvenated the entire gaming industry, and all that's really great. When the SNES came out, it was like 16-bit era, and graphics are much better, and there was a lot made of this. And at the time, this was like the beginning of the console wars with Nintendo and Sega, and Pilot Wings was a great demonstration of how the SNES was so far beyond what had come before. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I thought that was like just a really... I mean, it was a great example of the tech, but it was also just like a really fun game. Being able to like hang glide around and like catch the thermal updrafts or whatever and like fly around in a like 3D environment. Yeah, really unique game too. I mean, who would have thought that they would make a game just about like getting your pilot's license? Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a bizarre, quirky thing, which really worked well. And throwing in all these different sort of events into it i mean you have like a biplane and then you have like a rocket belt yeah you have and yeah I think the hang glider like you said you have skydiving yeah skydiving's cool i think there's like a bonus stage too with like uh oh that's uh, the final stage you mean yeah so you play through the entire game and you're just like on courses and on tracks like trying to hit you know targets and go through rings and things like this and then you get to the very end of the game and then you pilot an attack, attack helicopter. helicopter yeah and yeah. you're like bombing people in like the final stage of the game that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the game is like so peaceful and peaceful happy. And it's like, and like fly and be free. And yeah. it's like, never mind. Just like bomb them just all. Just kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at this time, this was like Gulf War, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. I guess. I think it was a lead up into the Gulf War. Actually, I think Gulf War was like 92 or something. But in any case, Pilot Wings, amazing game. I mean, it's a little surprising that they didn't carry on the tradition of making this game there were other pilot, pilot wings. wings 64 which That's was right. pretty cool you could like and there were a lot of easter eggs in that game you could get like a bird suit and fly around you could like uh you could like i think you could like sh- if you had the helicopter you could shoot like mario's there's like a mount rushmore thing and you could shoot like mario's face so many times and it would turn into wario or like tons of little quirky little things like that i wonder why they decided not to do one for gamecube <laughs> i don't know they like i think they were like planning on doing one another game in the series and kept delaying it until they finally released one on the ds did they so. there's a pilot wings on ds supposedly yeah i never played it but like that's the only other release the series has seen you'd think it would do more Imagine yeah. if they made one like on Switch. If there were like Pilot Wings on Switch, dude, that, that would, would be, be so, awesome. Yeah, man. that would be so cool. That would be like really one of the most exciting things they could announce. Yeah, after Metroid and these other things, which are more yeah. classic, more loved. I don't know if they. I mean, you know, they're gonna probably announce another Metroid, but a Pilot Wings. Oh, they did already. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you. Go. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing the reveal. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't like they didn't like they have they've only announced it they haven't shown like anything about it i'm curious what it's gonna be like but pilot wings is like the one that like would be a real shocker to like f- have an announcement about but would be like very exciting news it would be it would be a shocker yeah it would be very exciting yeah so, so next on my list i got nba jam cool 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 yeah, I mean, all of these, I guess, it's like, why didn't they include it? So, yeah, NBA Jam. Why did they not include it? This is like maybe one of the best. In, maybe one NBA of the best sports games. or something. Yeah, I think that's probably the most realistic reason, I think. Um, one of the best sports games of all time. It's kind of a... Still holds up today. I mean, we still play it. 
Yeah. We still play it. Like when we play it, we have a blast. We're like yelling at the TV. We're having a great time. I think I played it like a week ago or something. Yeah. It inspired NFL Blitz, another one of our favorite sports games. Played that last week too. Right. (laughs) So yeah, NBA Jam is just so, so good. It would have been perfect on the SNES class, on the SNES Mini, especially because this time, you know, unlike the NES Classic, the SNES Mini includes two controllers. Yeah. And it's kind of ideal for. Yeah. It includes two controllers and it's ideal for local multiplayer it has and a uh, lot Street of those Fighter games it are has, like single player though a lot of them are well single yeah player. but it's got a lot of the best multiplayer games too like street fighter yeah. street fighter 2 for example but but i mean street fighter 2 and nba jam that'd be like countless hours dude of like late night drinking like you know like for screaming Austin. at you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like 72 hours of drinking continuously. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's surprising the NBA Jam was not included. It's really one of the best <laughs> multiplayer games of the 16-bit era. I don't think that many people would really disagree with that. And it's been iterated so many times. I mean, it eventually petered out, you know, NBA Jam is dead by now. But um NBA Playgrounds though. That's true, but not a smash hit at all. Not at all. but it's fun yeah it is fun so yeah it's surprising you know this nba jam i mean everything on this list these are games which make me feel a lot better about not being able to get an snes mini right having the nest pie and having a raspberry pi because it's like yeah well i'm gonna go play (laughs) yeah exactly play nba jam austin told me about metal warriors and that sounds cool i'm gonna play that which is not an option on the on the snes mini you're not like Oh, I'm going to go buy a new game for my SNES Mini. Yeah, I mean, as great as the SNES Mini is, and all the games are so good on it, to just be like, man, there's no NBA Jam. It would be kind of nice to have that. Yeah. Because that is like one of the most quintessential SNES games out there. Absolutely. And there's also the Tournament Edition, which is also on SNES. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, there's not a huge difference between them, right? I don't know. Minor differences. Yeah. Maybe like updated roster, slightly changed graphics or something, but they're basically the same game. He's on fire. Dude, that like title music is so good too. With like the flaming basketball and like the TV static. Yeah. Yeah. What you got on your list? Um, so this is kind of a little bit weird because it actually didn't, I didn't realize it didn't see a North American release. Because I originally played it on an emulator with like an English translation of it, and I didn't realize it was like I got it from a friend and didn't realize it never got released in. How did America. you get a game with an English translation from a friend? The car is like a cartridge. No, it was like a ROM. Okay, I, yeah, I played it on an emulator, and uh, it was originally released Tales of Fantasia in Japan in 1995, but it didn't see an American release until 2006 on the GBA. Oh, so this is not even like an SNES game? Uh, yeah, I guess not. That'd be Famicom, right? I mean, but I played it on like an SNES emulator. So okay, well, what is it? Tales of Fantasia. So yeah, like I said, it's a little bit weird because technically Super Famicom, not Super NES, but uh, like one of the coolest RPGs I think I played in that time period. It's like uh kind of like super popular because like the series like has had like 
many different games released like after that and the game itself has been like released on six different consoles and re-released on several consoles tales of fantasia i don't think i've heard of it but the first thing that comes to mind is the disney movie yeah it's spelled differently with a ph okay yeah um it like had this battle system called the linear motion battle system where like you only control one of your like characters in your party and the other are like you can like issue commands to or whatever and you move forward on like a 2d plane mm-hmm. and um you know issue commands to them or whatever so and it's all like that. an action rpg kind yeah, of yeah yeah but like you still go into like random battles and stuff um and i don't know i had like been adapted to books graphic novels and an animated series so it got like really popular um but like i like the battle system a lot in contrast to like things like final fantasy which just like at the time like as a kid seemed so slow to me but i really enjoyed like being able to play through like I mean, RPGs at that time were, like, the only way you really got to experience these, like, big, grand, epic stories. Yeah, one of the major criticisms of Darkest Dungeon is that it's repetitive, and I can totally see that because it's just so much turn-based combat. Yeah. And that turn-based combat is, like, a really old thing now. Mechanic. Yeah, so games don't really have that that much anymore. And when they do, it's, like, a niche appeal type thing, and that's kind of what Darkest Dungeon is. And Final Fantasy II is the same way also. Yeah. There's a lot of turn-based combat and as I've been playing through the game it does feel a little bit slow. I mean, I enjoy it. It's just cuz it's a game I grew up with and like I enjoy it, but I could see how other people would not like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just at least with like Final Fantasy 2, I mean like the later games in the series get to be like 60 to 80 hours or something. But like Do they? Final which Fan- ones which ones are that long? I don't like, think ever. Like 10 is like close to that length. I really? Think. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if I ever finished that Seven is like 45 hours or something. Pretty long. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I haven't really like finished any of the Final Fantasy games, I don't think. Wow, none of them, huh? Maybe nine. I don't know. I always get like distracted around like 75% of the way through or something. Mm, Okay. Last on my list is UN Squadron. Is that like uh like space? Nope. <laughs> okay. It's a it's like a gradius like side scrolling shooter. It has custom ships and abilities, which is kind of the most notable thing about it. It's a little bit like Super R type. It's you that said type it's of game. not like space. That's right. It's not. That's not in space. Where is it taking place then? It's in airplanes on the ground. Airplanes on the ground, like inside the atmosphere. Like, right. not in space, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, okay, airplanes in the sky, I there guess. There we go, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a really boring game. It's just about planes on the ground. They never leave the ground. You ever heard of a squadron before? Um, yeah, but that could still be in space. Really? I don't think so. Why not? <laughs> I think it's like an Air Force term. Yeah, you have your Air Force, you know, and then you got your space squadron. Nope, never heard of it. <laughs> anyway, it's a really good side-scrolling shooter. I'm surprised you haven't played it. You're not familiar with this game at all? No. Enlighten me. Wow. Okay, so this is like one of the top 30 SNES games of all time, I think, by most accounts. Um, it's just a really good shooter game. It kind of... Um, it's a Japanese game, so it's uh, kind of has the Japanese aesthetic. It's a little bit anime-looking. and has kind of cutscenes and characters. It has a great deal of customization, so you can... 
uh, purchase different ships. You can get different abilities for different ships, and you can approach. Um, there are like boss events in the game too, where you fight like big flying fortresses and like giant, you know, aircraft which are in the sky. And you can use different ships and different weapons and like approach these problems in all kinds of different ways, which was pretty novel for the SNES. I mean, when you play something like Gradius or R-Type, you do have a little bit of that power. I mean, but you pretty much just get power-ups as you're going through the level. Right. It's not like you're arming different things like before you go into the level. That sounds pretty cool. It's really good. It has great graphics, um, good sound, good music, which is pretty much a constant on SNES. Pretty much everything sounded great in general. And UN Squadron, definitely a great game to check out. And I think that was R-Type on the SNES Mini. I think it might be like lacking some shooters. So I feel like this might be one of the areas where they could have really contributed something unique to the SNES Mini lineup. Yeah. But um, this is a game I played a lot when I was a kid. I mean, all the ones which I chose are games which I played a lot actually on the SNES. And this is one I've played quite a bit actually with the uh, RetroPie. Hmm. I would love to go through and complete the game because it's a real difficult game. Never is finished it. Two it. player? It is not two player. I don't think. No. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I may be wrong. It may be two player, but uh, I don't remember playing it two player. Hmm. But with um, a Raspberry Pi or with the SNES Mini and save states, that would make beating the game a lot more reasonable, a lot more doable. Yeah. So that's my five. You got your five ready, right? Yeah. Um, other things which I was thinking about, Mortal Kombat 3, SimCity, Uniracers, and especially this one, Mario Paint. We recently played Uniracers. I mean, it, you know that Pixar sued Nintendo for that game and won? No, why? Mm, it had something to do with like Toy Story, I guess, and like them using like 3D modeled um, okay. toys. Right, right. It's kind of wow. ridiculous. I mean, yeah, Uniracers is good. I'm not too like... I don't think it's that good. Yeah, yeah, I hear it, you. It doesn't hold up that well. It's it's good, but I hear you. Yeah, it's not... It's maybe not in like the legendary category as many of these other games, which yeah. we've talked about are. But um, Mario Paint, man, I really wish they could have found some way to include that one. I know that it requires a mouse, so maybe it's not that reasonable to include on the... SNES Mini, but damn, that was a good game. So unique yeah, and fun. Be, be pretty weird. Pure Nintendo. Yeah. Um, anything else to say before we wrap this up? What have you been playing recently? Uh, I started replaying Nuclear Throne. Yep. And um, you know, we were playing Cuphead together last week, which was awesome. God, what that a game great so game! Good. Man, that's on that. I think that's my favorite game of the year. Yeah. So far. Um. And I think that's all I've really been playing. I haven't been playing a lot since I got back. I'm just like holding out for my new computer, which I'm deciding on next month. Cool. I just got my Raspberry Pi set up. I'm really excited to get into some of these SNES games. Um, I'm going to be playing Pilot Wings. I'm going to be playing SimCity. I'm going to be playing UN Squadron. I'm going to be playing all these games you can't get on the <laughs> SNES Mini. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can check out more episodes on our website at chundugaming.com. You can also find all the previous episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Cool. Later. <laughs>